Hello and welcome to our podcast, How to Stay Married So Far. If you are listening on podcast, that's our dog making a very strange sound. Um, you might You might want to see us. I wouldn't if I was you, but if you did, you can go to our YouTube channel, The Sawala Adelies, where we upload the video of this too. Um, okay, so this is part two of the joy of sex. Yeah. Uh, if you missed part one, you might want to go back and listen to that too, um, because there we we explain why we are digging into this Bible of sex Bible of the seventies. Yeah. The way we could. And, and also, home? one of the things we'd forgotten is that it's described as a gourmet book, so a gourmet guide to lovemaking. So it has a sort of menu uh, structure to it. So last week we didn't even do the starters, we kind of did the aperitifs, didn't we? We that just was, did the intro. Just did the intro and it, it sort of made some pretty huge demands on us right from the get-go, didn't it? So I thought we're on the starters now um, and I've just pulled some things out uh, that have either made me laugh, made me chuckle or might be a good topic for discussion and what have you. So although it's about the joy of sex, it's about sex. It's about, you know, how things have changed over the years, what floats your boat, whether we... And what made us initially order this book was we've done a lot of discussions on the porn industry and the difference of how, you know, children these days learn about sex yeah. compared to us. And so we sort of... It's, it's nostalgic nookie. Nookie nostalgia. Nookie nostalgia. I like that. Nostalgic yeah. nookie. Um, and lots of you commented on last week's uh, episode. And please comment again today because we think what we'll do maybe is in the next episode is weave in some of those comments because mm. lots of you got thoroughly engaged in this topic. Well, a fair few comments were about where you struggled to fi find or did find the book <laughs> and who had it in your house and things like that. Because it, it is one of those things from the 70s and 80s. But for younger, for younger viewers and listeners... It might just be interesting for you to see how innocent or potentially could argue out of touch and naive and sort of stupid some of the advice was or some of the thoughts were in this. Um, the first thing I pulled in the starter section, I folded down the page. We've got this process where Nadia folds the top of the page, I fold the bottom of the page. I don't think <laughs> that reflects funny. anything, does it? You go on top and I go on bottom. Mark! Mark. Right, for anyone that doesn't know us well, my safe word is apple crumble. Which... So if I suddenly say apple crumble, it means that Mark has to stop what he's talking about because we don't edit these podcasts. We, do, we just always put the whole thing out. So. Which is incredibly dangerous. I like well, now to, I've got my safe word. I feel I like safer. to go off-piste. Okay, well, the first thing that they talk about is birdsong at morning. Um, this, this, this is what the, the chapter is called. Birdsong at morning. And <laughs> this is curious, because when you dig into this, what the hell does it mean? It Shall I guess? Go on. Well, it must mean when men wake up with an erection. <laughs> what? Sorry, I don't even think our brand new microphones could pick that up. When men wake up with standing to attention. Uh, is um, that what it is? Well, no. When you dig oh. into this, this is about um, what women and men might say when they're orgasming. Oh. <laughs> in the morning? Well, birds, yes, if you have sex in the morning. So um, it says here, listen to this, Japanese, Indian, French and English all babble about dying. Some people yell out, I'm dying. Oh, no. Um, some people even shout about religion if they're atheists. Uh, the orgasm is the most religious moment of our lives, says the book. Um, so this is, this is about the words that are used 
when you orgasm. And I was just wondering, have you ever made noise or used words? I'm trying to think if I ever used a word at oh, the very point. Well, something so funny the other day, I was chatting to a friend of mine and he was telling me about his friend who shouts out Gordon Bennett. Gordon Bennett? Yeah. Gordon Bennett! I can't... <laughs> I, yeah, that's quite weird. That's very matter of fact. That's kind of like down the mechanics. I wouldn't want somebody to shout Hitting out words. your finger with a spanner. I wouldn't want somebody to shout out words. Would you not? No, because what if the words are the wrong words? Have you ever called someone by the wrong name? No, never. Not, not, not in a sexual way, but sometimes I have, like, yeah. You do. If you've been with somebody a long time and... and it's easy to accidentally... Um, people put great store in this. I don't. I remember on Love Island, last series, do you remember somebody mm. called somebody the other name? And I just... And everyone went completely mad. But I just think... I'd have thought it'd be harder to call someone a different name if you've known them for longer. I, I've, I've, I've... You know, every time I talk to our daughters, I call them the wrong bloody name. It's just... It doesn't mean anything to me, that. Yeah. Um, this also talks about... I think it's a very... It talks about sharing and talking. And it's all about... I think it's about audio and sex. And what you say, it says to, you know, feel free to just sort of describe and talk through your fantasies. They say in the book, these fantasies can be heterosexual, homosexual, incestuous... Tender, wild, or bloodthirsty. Oh God, I wouldn't. If somebody said, "Look," it says, "Don't block and don't be afraid of your partner's fact." What would you do if I suddenly had, went for a sort of incestuous? Blood, well, obviously that would be horrendous. But bloodthirsty. I mean, imagine if I was sort of whispering sweet nothings about being in a horror film or well, having the funny your head thing off. about fantasies is that they are fantasies and. You have to be able to compartmentalise that. It's like something that might be a turn-on is not something that you would want to do. Mm. And I think that's where it all gets mixed up. Mm. I mean, I mean, surely sex partly is creative and thinking about, you know, working out as well what the turns the other person on can be something that then turns you on, that you may not have thought would have turned you on before, but just the act of two people being turned on is a turn-on. So something yeah. like bloodthirsty, I would immediately go, Ugh, yeah. No, but how would I know? Because if I'm in a loving, caring, sharing relationship, that can easily become something that's a turn-on if the other person is very turned on by it. Couple of things I think about incest. Well, you know, could I'm that be? Could by that. that you know where? You know where? I, I, just, I could not imagine any place that I would find that okay. But I don't condemn somebody that did if it truly is a fantasy that would never be played out. I mean, I, I, I literally can't comprehend that. What about if you, if I was to share in something that you felt was a homosexual fantasy? How would you feel about that? Would that throw a complete spanner? I keep using mechanic analogies. Would that throw a spanner in the well, world? Well, I think because I know you so well, again, that just goes into a place of fantasy, doesn't right, it? It's right. not, I know that's not what you want, what you would mm. actually want to live out. So, yes, I think... I mean, always our initial reaction, if it's not something that we are immediately into, is like, <gasps> God, how horrible. But mm. I think we miss out on the point that it's like you can be turned on by what somebody else is turned on by. I mean, I remember a friend of mine saying years ago, he said, oh, no, if a woman, if a woman like, if a woman's fantasy is 
for want of a better expression, double penetration. Um, if that's their fantasy, that's secretly what they want. I don't think that that's true at all. Right. I, I genuinely... Maybe for some people. Yeah. But if I think about anything that I might fantasise about, I definitely don't want that... To, to happen. Yeah, exactly. No. Okay. I think... Because I think what this book talks about is that when you're in a, when you're in a loving, trusting relationship... You can play out these games, these mm. fantasies, safely knowing mm. that that's not something that's actually going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. I mean, there's all sorts of manners, all sorts of things for that. I think, I think it is about test driving in your head. I think it's, it's about running a movie. It's like if you watch a movie, yes. you know, are you going to want everything that you've liked in that movie to happen? No, I think yeah. it's like that. And you don't necessarily want the person in the movie to do it. Um, the next section I thought was quite interesting because it's accompanied by a photo of, uh, well, let, oh no, I can't show you, um, of a woman wearing kind of what looks like a tunic uh, with her pudenda. You could show out. people for YouTube. Well, I could show you. You have to cover the fact has, that you can see her bush. She has nothing out at the bottom. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of. No, she has everything out at the well, bottom. Well, so, sorry, yes, it. but she's not wearing anything down the bottom. I'm maintaining yeah. her dignity, though she doesn't have any in this book. She doesn't mind showing everything. But this is about clothes. Which is a drawing, I might add. Yeah, she's a drawing. She's an illustration. <laughs> looking through it and looking at some of the photos, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I did talk about how I punched myself in the face when I masturbated. Um, I, I, I am it's not that I find them erotic. I am reminded of, of how I felt when I saw them. Yes. And being staggered and amazed that this was something we would all do and it's that funny th it's that funny thing where i think fear is a part of it certainly for our generation well and even this generation huge fear because of the ludicrous lengths to which you know people go to in porn and you know the types of things that they see i think fear gets baked into yeah, because you look at it if you've never, and you think, how the hell am mm. I ever going to be able exactly. to do that? Yeah. Well, this, this, exactly, exactly. <laughs> From the pictures, yeah. but yeah. now, of course, poor kids growing up, they've, they've got a lot more that, that they've got to be intimidated by. And you're quite acrobatic, so you're, you're, you know. Stop. Um, I'm not acrobatic, by the way. Um, clothes. Now, this, this, I like this one because this is about clothes and their removal, and I do think clothes we've talked about laundry before and how to stay married but i think clothes is something that is quite important for example i do think there's something quite exciting or illicit or naughty when and if what's it called when you dry hump or something i mean i'm not talking about dry humping but when something like something sexual happens and you haven't unclothed. Yeah, of course. I think that's quite nice because what you're kind of toying with there is the possibility, not the possibility of literally being caught, but there's a sort of, this is what the outside world sees and actually something else is going on underneath. What do you Whereas think of Whereas totally stark naked is a bit like, oh, well, here we've arrived. Well, it's, a little, it's almost a bit too biological. I mean, you've often said to me, films. sometimes when I get into bed with nothing on, you prefer it when I get into bed with something. I mean, you get into bed with an anorak, but I mean, you know, I, 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 you, you often say that, so I often, it passes through my mind that I should keep something on no, if no, I get into bed. No, no, that's not what I said. I said that I didn't say that. Oh, what that's did you what say? you think I said. No, that's what I thought I heard. No. What did you say? No, no, I'm not going to say this now. This is Apple Crumble. <laughs> right, OK. Get uh, on with the book. We're talking about with, the book. No, yeah, but this, what the book throws <laughs> up. The book is, is, is raising stuff. Um, this sentence here, a well-filled jock strap or a man naked from the waist down can act as part of the preliminary scenery. Um, 
Women who wear tight panties simplify the outline of the female form. I do, I think I mentioned this before. I remember our English teacher showing us a, it wasn't an explicit photo, it was a woman on the side, so you saw nothing. You didn't see her breast, you didn't see her, you know, her vagina. Um, but she was, one of the images, she was just naked, and one of the images, she had something draped over her. And he sort of asked the question, because we were sort of doing something about media, he said, which is more erotic? And it was definitely the one with clothes on. Did most people say that? Yeah, everyone said that. Wow. Everyone I wonder if people would say that now in school. Yeah. Because they've been so, so indoctrinated with the idea, you know, porn films, everybody is totally naked, everybody is mm. totally, like, showing every part of their geography. Mm. Um, and in just such bright light, it's like there's no, there's no hint of anything. Mm. There's you know? a photo here of her pulling up her skirt and, and revealing the fact that she hasn't got any knickers on. I think that is quite. There's something quite exciting about that. But again, that's just a drawing. This is just mm. a sketch, and this is what we grew up looking yeah. at, didn't we? Yeah. And you're right. We did look at these things and go, "Wow, that's well, really risque. That's yeah. really sexy." I thought the thought of someone with no nickel. And <laughs> just I want to quickly add, just on that, I think that is an exciting thought for men. But I think one of the problems for I'm only obviously well, talking from experience. What men not wearing pants? Or themselves. Well, some women like, love that, yeah. What, men not wearing pants? Oh, God. I mean, women go completely mad about kilts, wondering if there's anything on oh, underneath. OK, so it's the skirt thing again, isn't it? Um, it's the skirt <laughs> thing again. What's well, ease of kind of well, lifting. Well, no, not just kilts. People do like the idea of people being not having any on. What, in their jeans? Yeah, I would not just think, oh, that must rub. Yeah, must rub. I'd be getting my Sudacream out. <laughs> but what I was going to say was, I think... And I'm only talking heterosexually here, but I think what presents a dilemma for a lot of men is they like that. But I think there's a fear for men that if they like too much of that, are they at risk of losing, you know, are they at risk of that woman turning other people on? So I think there's, mind you, some men like that sort of idea that women turn other people on, don't they? Um, but I think there's a risk. You kind of want, almost want your partner to be that risque, but you want them to be it for you. You don't necessarily want them to be it for everyone. Um, this next section here is come again. No, no, uh, no awards for working out what this is. This is about, about and being. And it's able not to... spelt C U M. I'm looking at no, it. No, it's upside not down. actually. And I think that's been a no, but that's interesting. You should say that because that's developed over the years, isn't it? It's a sidebar. I absolutely hate when people text and they use C U M instead of C O M E. I really hate it. What when they say to come to this place? Yeah. Because you feel it's too personal. Yeah. I, I just like every time it makes me go. Does it? I don't like it. It's just like... Oof. Do you think people have got confused? I, I don't know, but I just... Please, can you not do it if you know me? No, oh, right, OK. Um, this is about having more than one orgasm. This is about being able to go again. And it, it does talk about how women potentially can, but... Do women have... Can women... I guess they do have more. I mean, multiple Women orgasm. could do anything that men do. Well, yeah, but men... Well, what it says here is for men it's much more complicated. And I think it is. I think it is more complicated. Really? Yes, because there is a sort of engineering that needs to get going when, you know, men... So when well, men... there is also engineering for a woman. It's not, yes. it's not visible, but the no. engineering is... The, you, you've still got to be able to... Yeah. Well, there, there are some situations where I think there's an overt sensitivity after coming, <laughs> C-O-M-E, that makes it difficult for it to happen again, unless there's a bit of a wait. But this idea, I always remember friends saying, oh, yeah, she had, like, multiple orgasms. Oh, I thought, God. well, she's lying. And then they said, oh, I could go five, five times a night. Now, I've never been able to go five times a night, and there has to be a healthy pause between both to get there. 
Mm. And also to, I don't want to get too biological, but to generate... Well, you gener- are getting very, you're going, to, to we've generate- just been going through this, but you're enjoying no, this a bit too much. Move on. Uh, by the way, I've got no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't right, see down so come on, Okay, else? so the next one is just foreskin. What do you think of foreskins, Ned? I've uh, talked too much. Um, well, I, I never think of them. I never, ever think of <laughs> them. They never, never come into my head. By all accounts... I mean, some people are very particular about this, one or the other. Right. You know, people will say, oh, I don't like or I do like, but I, I, don't, de- I don't detach people's body parts from the person. Yeah, you established so, that, didn't you? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to go, oh, God, oh, God, everything's wonderful about this guy, but it's got foreskin. I'm not going to do that. Or everything's wonderful about this guy. What a shame he's got foreskin. Now I can't go out with him. You know, it, to me, it's very shallow getting caught up on these, on these things hmm. because it's about, you know, how are you going to find a decent person if you're going to allow these things on your tick list to get in way of, in, of seeing that. Now, if it's just about, you know, just about... It's, it's difficult for me because I never just have sex without feelings. I have to like a person. I have to be involved with a person have sex. But I suppose if you're somebody that does, and there's... And good on you, who's just... Who can do that, then I suppose you are just looking for certain bodies. Mm. Is there a sense... If there's, no, if there's no emotion, if there's no connection... Yeah then, yeah, and you're getting out to have a good time and you just want to have sex, then I, then I understand it. But otherwise, I, I, I really don't see... You know, see... one of the things I always find quite curious, and this is something that sometimes pops into my head on things like Love Island, is, you know, they all... The men look fantastic, the women look fantastic. You know, the men have all got the six-packs, they've all... But the weirdest part about all like of it for me pack. is that they all look almost identical. identical. So you get to a point where, well, where is the body? I mean, of course, there's facial, there's personality, all of that, which we've always established is, is critical and important. But for me, it, it isn't about the uniformity of body, which it, it appears to be. It's like you have to have this, you have to have that, you have to have the other. So what, everyone is endeavouring to look the same. And I think we're in absolutely the worst time for that as well, which mm. is another huge pressure for, for kids and young people. It's like, oh, my God, I don't look like this identical, sexy person. Mm. I don't look like any of these people in any of these porn films. I mean, this is another reason why I love this book mm. and this illustration where all the boys said they were worried if they were going to be able to grow a beard in time to have sex because all the photos... It's true. And also whether just... you'd have enough bush hair. Yeah. I mean, it's quite, um, quite intimidating. Yeah. I mean, is this an issue with foreskins? Is there a sense that if you have one, there's the potential for it not to be as clean? And... For men, I've since discovering that I don't have one. Um, there's the suggestion. There's the suggestion that your penis is less sensitive, uh, and so it's harder to kind of, you know, <laughs> it's harder to kind of. Well, so what's be the book saying about this? Well, this book, is, you're the, going off on one. What's the book? Look, this is what we're doing. The book you're is trying a to find out your own thing about what, <laughs> what is the book suggesting? I find it quite exciting paragraph. talking about it. Um, it's talking about not being judgy. It's it's how women are divided down the middle and whether what they prefer and what yeah. they like, and about how you should handle the penis differently depending on whether it is or isn't. Well, so, it tells you exactly so for what example, to do. you know, I mean, they talk about potentially, you know, tugging too hard, and and that's something that some women think they can do uh, and it's not pleasant for the man. I'm passing over... It's very instructive, this book. I'm passing over the word love. (laughs) Naked apes comes up next. That's that's curious. Oh, look, nice photos. I'm looking at nice photos of him. Oh, dear, that's a real close-up. See, there you go. Don't like the look of that. Anteater. Just looked at an anteater. (laughs) Well, then, then the next word is penis and we've kind of talked about this because 
It's not about being able to separate the penis from the body, but I think men have huge amounts of paranoia and worry about what women think about them. You know, whether it be not just size, but shape, whether it hangs to the left, whether you're a shower or a grower, um, you know, all these kind of things men feel, and in a weird way, you're not emblematic of a lot of women, but men feel that women will talk comparatively a lot about this when they're in a social situation. There was always the feeling that, men, that women would, would share in the details of what they liked, what they didn't like, and they would sometimes throw their partner or their boyfriend under the bus just by describing it, you know, and, and you didn't want it described. Well, welcome to the world of women where every last detail of our body is described. Touché! My God! I mean, yeah. It's the brutality mm. of, 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 you know, relationships, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, what I do, when I go back to the fogginess of my memories, when, you, when, we were, when I was much younger, I mean, girls did talk about in great detail. We did all talk about exactly what had happened, exactly what it was like, you know. Mm. You'd sleep with somebody and it would be like, tell us exactly what his penis like and everybody. Right. But you get to certain... It just all melts away. Right. And you just never have those discussions. I mean, I haven't had a discussion like that for literally years and years really? and years. It just stops. Yeah, it's very strange. I, I, I suppose it's because... When you're younger, it's all about the act. It's all about you know, it's finding out more about, mm. about yeah, in every way about sex. So you were getting, and girls are trying to feel empowered. So they're trying also to be, because don't forget, for a long while before men have had to worry about what somebody might be saying about their penis, you know, running up to 15, 16, 17, when they might start first having sex. Girls have had loads of stuff being said about their bodies right, right up until that. Right. So I think then when they get... I imagine that what it is is you then get into a sexual situation where you are actually, you know, looking at one, touching one, having sex, and it's something that you can focus on and question and hmm. maybe feel empowered if you said something unkind or unpleasant about it. And so it's kind of like... I think in those beginning years, it's almost like it's almost like a payback or trying to redress the balance wow. of power. Okay, that's interesting. Because all the power has been before that on the way that we look. But also, you know, it's like Kay always says, when you look back at photographs of us when we were all kids, we all look like a bag of spanners. You know, you'd get you'd, everyone had these bowl haircuts. You'd go out in the morning and think about the way you looked all day. You just mm. wouldn't think about it. Mm. You just, Honestly, you wouldn't. Somebody took a photo, it might be a year later that somebody goes and picks it up from Boots and everyone has a look <laughs> at it. And so now I kind of I think that's why it's got it's getting even tougher for men because women are so... And young girls are just looked at under such uh, a magnifying glass when you think about the way that, you know, we have these phones and photographs and face tuning and body tuning. So I think there is a bit of um, a backlash and this is why boys now are getting so much of the same sort of thing. Mm. The same as, as girls have had for so long. But uh, was one part... So do you rarely talk about sex? You do get to a certain age, yes, where you don't really talk really? about it. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like you kind of get a hint of what people... People hint at it, but people do don't not talk, talk in it. detail. Oh, no. I find, I don't know, 
but maybe that's because everybody I know is is, is very settled with somebody. Right. Yeah, maybe. And not. I mean, one of the things no. that struck me, and I wonder if this is something else around the penis, is the idea. Presumably, when you're a young woman, and you're, if you see quite a few over time, it's the discovery that there's such difference. I mean, I remember kind of just sort of not thinking obviously at a moment thinking bloody hell there's a real difference between the bodies of women i mean but i marveled at the many different shapes yeah. and sizes and that's why i've always tugged against this idea of a type because i type yeah oh, because i God, found I I, and often that's about color of hair height and all that kind of stuff but i've always found and this doesn't i don't mean this to sound wanky but I've always found that there's something to be found that's very attractive or sensual and erotic and sexual in many different sizes, shapes, and you know what I mean? Mm. There's always, there's some USP the to, exactly. to a different body shape, well, if body we size. Take, if we take people's personalities, mm. right? If everybody had the same personality, mm. what kind of a world would it be? Mm. So, and there is, it's exciting and interesting and fascinating and uh, um, all those things in people's personalities and their differences. And that's what we've got to understand about bodies. And I mm. think that's beautifully put by you, that it's exciting to say, oh, mm. God, this is all right. Oh, OK. Mm. Um, especially when you've gone from one long-term relationship and then you go to a long another long-term relationship, you actually do forget what other people's bodies are like. Mm. Like, I bet if we, you and I now said, OK, talk in some detail about somebody else that you were with, it's quite, it would be quite difficult to remember it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about you, it is for me. I just, like, yeah. I can't really, like, But, you know, some of, those, some of those things that women were very concerned about, not necessarily that they were flagged up when I was in a relationship with them, but, you know, like wider hips or, you know, smaller breasts. Cellulite. Or, yeah, yeah, any of those sorts of things. For me, I really wasn't in a position where I was thinking, oh, God, that's a huge turn-off. I mean, in a sense, the only things that really ever turned me off were things like, I think I've shared in this, you know, too loud. I found that too ostentatious. <laughs> God, and, I would so love to have been and I, and I found that, the wall especially, for whatever that experience was. Especially Because you always talk about What are those old-fashioned windows as well? Where you, what old, happened? What the old sash, fashion, sash windows. Especially, what kind of troubled me more is that, actual experience that day that day i remember it was in the day was that i just remember sitting looking at the sash window and it being open and all my stress whilst we were doing it was oh my god we were in a so terraced house who's gonna hear the windows are open across the way even, that was even though we would often be in the kitchen and the couple opposite were having full-on sex on their oh, bed with the god. window open so do you think it was a turn-on for this girl that the thought that somebody could hear her I don't know. I don't know if she was. A I, I don't know if she had her eyes on the sash window at all. But going back to the penis thing, the final thing I'll say about this is, is that yes. Yeah, so I've never felt that sort of thing. But I've what all... was it about her being too vocal that you found a turn off? Was it because it didn't feel real? Yes, it was. Acted? I thought. I, yeah, and I thought you don't need to go there. This is this is too much. We, we you know we just don't we don't. It's too ostentatious. It's too. Mm. too it felt like an affectation. And she didn't maybe it's what she thought that she was supposed to maybe, do. Maybe, yeah. maybe. And she was, I have to say, she was lovely. Um, but the other thing about the penis, finally, is, I, and the only reason I'm saying this is because it's the one time someone has said this. I remember being with someone who said, wow, you've got a really attractive one. And that stands out to me as a moment of, oh, oh, wow, wow. You know, so, so I like that. I liked that. Um, pubic hair. I mean, Nadia, talks, you've talked a lot about this, but, you know, again, it talks here, shave it off if you prefer, but you must, you will end up committing to a prickly, 
Interregnum <laughs> while it regrows. Into what? Interregnum. What the hell in is that? Do you need to see a doctor for interregnum? it? Interregnum. <laughs> I mean, is that a sort of crutch area? Some prefer it off in the interest of total nudity or prefer the hardness of the bare pubis. <laughs> uh, most lovers regard pubic hair as a resource. A resource. A resource. Oh, God, tell me why. It, oh, <laughs> it can be combed, twirled, kissed, held. Oh, do people comb each other's pubic hair? Even pulled and used to floss one's teeth. No, it doesn't say that. We're going to just have to go and get the door. So we had to stop there because it was the postman at the door at the point that you said dental floss. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't say dental floss. Um, so, yeah, it's the idea <coughs> so that it could be handled. So it's the suggestion that some people comb each other's pubic hair. Well, it does suggest that, doesn't it? Um, it does say here, it's often best not to shave but to trim. Well, you know my thoughts on this. I just can't bear this, this fashion for all girls to be totally hairless. They've been fed a puppier that it's good, that it's, that it's cleaner. Yeah. I just don't like it. And oh my God, when I've sometimes Naked Attraction's been on by accident and I've seen it and I see these bald men, I don't know, these bald but again, areas me, down there, no. But for me it goes back to this, I'm really confused about why so many people, men and women, want to look so like each other. It, yeah. It's almost like... everyone look the same? I mean, I everyone, mean, every male body on Loose Island, on Love Island, ends up looking like a plastic doll or a plastic, yeah. you know, Ken doll. Because that's what the porn industry sells. Because it's the porn industry, babe. Yeah. Everyone's got to have a huge bum. Everybody's got to be totally hairless. Everybody's got to... Because it's removing thought, feeling, connection from the act. And it is just a mechanical, biological act. What about... So it's like blow-up dolls. <laughs> you know, it's just... For me, I just, I just, I, I, I get so upset about it because I have so many conversations with younger women about this, and they look at me like I'm completely mad, and just thinking, well, it's cleaner, and you, they don't know that they've been, that they've been, you know, controlled, hmm. that they've been, you know, subliminally told this bollocks. It is not true that it is cleaner to have no hair. I oh, know, it's weird, isn't it? It's it is weird. weird. But I, I, it really annoys me. It's right down to the fact that you end up, I almost wouldn't be surprised with, more specifically the male bodies in, in Love Island, is it, if, you know when you make a plastic toy, there's always the seal, there's a bit mm. of plastic around the edge of a figure where, yeah, the, where like the kind of, the clasp of the kind of mould is, is kind of, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that. Um, I just wanted to say this, semen. Um, semen is the next one I folded. There is no, listen to this. There is no love making without spilling this. Oh, that's disgusting. What well, this is the problem. There is this no, absolute no. obsession that everyone has to drive towards an orgasm, and they don't. But it's talk, it, what's funny about this is it's not at all erotic. I wasn't expecting to read this this in this mm -hmm. paragraph. Sodium bicarbonate. Oh, God. It says here, you can get it out of clothing, furnishings, with a stiff brush when the stain has dried and with a diluted solution of sodium bicarbonate. The pollen odour of fresh semen is an aphrodisiac. OK. Apple turnover? No, apple crumble. I'm sorry, I'm going through all sorts of apple things here. Um, OK, and I think that that's enough for today because I just oh. don't think I can take any more. Not no, we're nearly the at the end of the alphabet. Next. We're nearly at the end of the alphabet. OK, look, the final one that I'm going to do is um, size. 
Does, it's the ultimate question that men ask, does size matter? Not from a, if you're attracted, but from a pleasuring perspective. Well, of course, if, 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 yeah, I mean, to a degree, but I think people just get obsessed with the idea that all women want huge penises. Some do, mm. but the majority of women I've spoken to do not because it's not comfortable. Again, it's right. the porn industry. Yes. Um, dictating to men there what, what, you know, insecurities. Mm. Um, you know, there's a certain size that you have to have to have, be able to feel it. But um, but this idea that every single woman is wanting a huge penis is is not true. Mm. Just like not every man is wanting huge tits. You know, it's just mm. different folks, different strokes, so to say. But, it, they, but just going back finally on this in terms of size, I suppose there's also the argument of size for women because if I'm not... I, I seem to remember at some point probably in LA or somewhere, that there's a, there's a procedure where you can tighten or make smaller the entry to women. In no, order... no, it's not. It's, it's everywhere. It not? Yeah, you can do that. Oh, well, OK. You, classic that you pick up on the geographical accuracy of what I said. But is that something? Is that a thing? Is that worry? Is that in order? Why is that? To make because, more... because after babies, obviously, and just... And also women's own paranoia about right, right. whether they are too big, just like when men think, are they too small? So it's all about right. that thing. OK, well, I, I, I think we got away with just one apple crumble, didn't we? A couple. A couple. I, I feel like you're gonna, I'm going to get a telling off no, after you're this. Not. No, you're not. You do very well. But if you do, would you mind wearing suspender belts, <laughs> no knickers and using a bullwhip? All right, OK, let's go. Apple crumble. Um, we'll be back next week, I'm sure, with more from this book. <laughs>